I wanna ride, I wanna ride, I wanna ride. Ride red. A Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Welcome in, everybody. How's it going? Hopefully you guys out there are staying safe, feeling well, and I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to this RockyMountainATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Race Tech. Weird times for sure right now. Kind of a, I guess you want to say we're quarantining ourselves. Some of us are doing a better job at that than others. I am not really good at that, but um, nonetheless, we are tr- still trying to get the testing content out to you guys. Being in the desert means that I can just simply do a lot of testing right from home. So, that is the benefit of living in the high des. Besides the tweakers and the meth labs, there is plenty, of, plenty of great riding here in the high des. So, we are here to talk about the 2020 Honda CRF 450RWE. Stands for Works Edition. If you haven't seen the video, go to racerxonline.com. Spend about 11 minutes of your life and listen and watch the video. There's some information there, but right now we're going to dive deep into this bike. Talk to you guys about the comparisons of the R and the WE. And if you guys are interested in maybe spending the extra 2600 bucks on the Works Edition, we're going to talk to you, see if it's worth it. See if that juice is worth the squeeze and... Maybe compare it to some baseline bikes that I like to ride. Of course, the Yamaha YZ450F. And just generally talk about if this bike is worth the $12,000 price tag. But first things first, RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping over 75 bucks. So easy to see why, if you're quarantined, you should go shop at RockyMountainATVMC.com. But first, go to KieferIncTesting.com, click the Rocky Mountain ATV widget, the little icon up there on top of my website, and that'll direct you to the Rocky Mountain website, and that'll kick us down a little bit of extra cash later on in the year. Let's them know that you're listening to the podcast, helps us out, keeps this sucker up and moving, and uh, yeah, just promotes their company a little bit more. So I appreciate you guys that have done that so far. It helps out a lot. Actually, I can see, I can log on to my account and see who is buying what. So I see a lot of you guys are doing that, and I really appreciate it. And uh, I know you guys don't have to do it, but from the bottom of my heart and my family's, it's really cool to see you guys doing that. So thank you very much. Of course, fly like an eagle. Fly racing. Every time I... Here, Fly Racing. I just want to sing that song. Some of you guys are probably over it, but I love singing. We should do a podcast in song one time. Let's do a whole bike test in song. That'd be great. You're probably going, oh boy, that's not great. Go to flyracing.com. Check them out. They have gear, snowmobile stuff. If you're stuck in the winter, BMXing, look at Connor Fields, 
fly racing athlete, BMX rider, be like Connor, go to flyracing.com, get yourself a formula helmet, some light hydrogen gear, you know, stick some vans on, you're a BMX guy, stick some vans on, but go to flyracing.com, check it out, lots of cool stuff. Uh, right now, my favorite stuff from Fly Racing is the light hydrogen LE San Diego gear. I love the camo bottoms and then the green top. I love all that. That's really cool. I try not to wear it that much because I only have one set. So uh, I like that. That's my favorite gear right now. And of course, Racetech, Racetech.com. You want to get your suspension or engine services done. Hit me up, Chris, at KeeferInkTesting.com, and I will get you in contact with the race tech. Ooh, big high up, big race tech guy, Chris Riesenberg. He's motoing down the Midwest right now, but he is the race tech guy. I will get you in contact with him and get your stuff done up. I just did a Honda project that had race tech stuff on it. Love it. Comfort is up. Track toughness is up. Those are the things that you need on a Honda. We're going to talk about that in this podcast as well. But check them out, Racetech.com. Get some engine services done, like the Kawasaki KX250. Hopefully you guys listen to that. And, of course, the Honda CR450R, where we did the suspension. Hit them up, racetech.com. Really cool interactive website. You can check a spring calculator. That's cool. You can look and even see little things, what they do with the engines and why they do them. So just take some time. I know you got some time right now. Go check them out, racetech.com. All right, guys, that's about five minutes worth of me just spewing out a bunch of stuff that you may or may not want to hear. But I'm here nonetheless. Monday morning, in the studio, getting ready to go ride here in a little bit. But we're here to talk about the Works Edition Honda. I don't have a ton of time on this bike. I know that some of you guys know that I do some production testing for Honda. I really haven't had that much time on a Works Edition. Most of my time has been spent on the R. But... I had, last year I had Works Edition, a little bit of experience from them, but really cool that Honda is actually putting out a motorcycle that is not only a special edition, but also has a hand-ported head. Now, KTM and Husqvarna also has their factory and Rockstar editions, which is very cool, but the differences inside the engine aren't anything there's nothing there it's it's the same bike that you're going to get for 21 with the ECU settings but what's cool for Honda you're not getting a future you know model you're not getting a 21 model but they come out with their works edition the same time they come out with their new model R and the difference is you're getting a hand ported head so right now I'm already bought in because I know the engine character is going to be different from the R and also very important that I'm, if you guys out there listening, you like this podcast, you know that I'm a big fan of trying to calm chassis down on this bike. And I know some of you guys know that the ECU is a great way to do it. A lot of you guys have been buying Vortex ignitions for your Hondas. That is a great way to calm down your chassis and spread your power out. I was really curious of what Honda did because I had really no input in that ECU settings when they did that works edition. So I was really concerned and, of course, a little bit curious of what they did with the ECU settings. So those are different from the R. Of course, it has a Yoshimir full muffler titanium system, RK gold chain, DID LTX rims, throttle jockey seat cover, HRC graphics, and, of course, some of you guys are freaking out, the Kashima coated forks 
upper and lower, and even the shock shaft has some diamond DLC coating. Look, it looks sexy. I'm not going to lie. There's probably no other bike in standard form that looks as good as this machine. I Just to fill you in a little bit, when we do these Racer X films and we film this bike and we do static shots of the motorcycle, I like to warm up the bike because the Yoshimura headpipe looks insane when it's warm. So I will warm this sucker up, let it sit, and I say, okay, shoot it now because the headpipe turns purple. It looks great. Um, the lighting from the camera, it look, it just pops. It makes it look sexy. Like There's not another bike out there that when I walk out into my shop, I'm going to go get a water or whatever, I look over and see the bikes that are sitting there. I look at that Honda, and I'm like, oh, man, I want to go ride. It makes me want to go train. It makes me want to go ride the bike. It makes me want to push harder in the corners. Just looking at it does all these things to my brain. Now, I've had a little disconnect between my brain and when I actually ride it because in my mind, it's better on the track than it is in reality. It's like Instagram versus reality, right? So I was curious about this works edition and see how it ran with the hand-ported head, with the ECU settings, with the Kashima-coated forks, because all of those things combined can really change a motorcycle. So I got the bike from Honda. Of course, you guys know everything is shut down out here and probably where you are as well. There's only a couple tracks that are open in Southern California right now. However, it has been you know, raining every other day around these parts, so... Not only are the tracks closed because of the coronavirus, but also because it's flooded. So guess what? High Des is prime. A lot of the riders now, the top riders that aren't racing, are coming up here to ride because this is the hotbed for riding, especially if you're going straight to outdoors in June sometime or May. I think uh, my area is a perfect place to really test motorcycles because I have a wide variety of tracks. East Coast guys listening, I have a clay track that provides deep ruts. Granted, I don't have 10 ruts going into a corner, but I got a rut that's clay, that's hard, that's similar to your guys' dirt back there to where I can feel the chassis and the suspension and how the bike's delivered. I've got sand. I've got sand whoops. I've got loam. I've got berms. I've got different kinds of riding areas where I can really test a bike's track toughness. So I went to work. I got this bike, set the sag, Checked everything over and went out to the tracks. Obviously filmed the Racer X films that you guys might have saw. And then I went to other tracks as well. And on the day we, w we did the filming for the Racer X video, I went to two different tracks. The first track that you guys probably saw on the video was a turn track that was probably around almost three minutes long. That was choppy, had some bumps, but was high speed with chops. So for me, I get a good chassis feeling there. And also side-to-side -side movement on the bike. The other track was very hilly, slower speeds, technical. So getting the bike to move around where I want it is very tough on that track. So I went over there on that track. And that's when we did the video. I give you guys the information. Hopefully you guys can understand that when I give you guys information, especially about a Honda, man, like there is a lot of things to consider. It is a complex bike. It is a popular machine. There is not one other machine out there right now that I get more emails about than the Honda. I get a ton of emails with the Honda. I have to answer a lot of questions about settings, about a clutch, uh, you know, 
rear wheel length from the swing arm pivot. There's so many things detailed in this Honda that some of you guys may talk shit about, but if you do these little minuscule things to this bike, it really helps it. This is a very finicky machine. At least the R is right now, right? So if you pay attention to all the little bits and pieces of this bike, it will reward you. Unlike a Yamaha where you can just basically hop on it and it feels pretty good right away everywhere. Obviously, it's not going to corner like a Honda, but it feels planted. It feels stable. The motor is good. The suspension is excellent. It just, you can hop on it and feel good right away. So the Honda, maybe not like that. It has a little bit more of a, it's like a woman where you got to pay attention to her more and really talk to her and pay attention and soothe her, caress her, tell her she's pretty. That is the Honda. Once you do that, your life is great. Everything's great. So we did that with these tracks. I went around, did these different tracks around the around my house here and dove into it. So I have a R, I have a modified R, and then I have this works edition, okay? So I'm going to tell you guys straight up. I was very surprised of how much fun I've had on this WE versus just hopping on an R. There are tracks that the R is very good at, and I'm like, wow, this is a fun bike to ride. I immediately move to the other track, and I'm like, I hate this motorcycle. It is a piece of trash. But then I have this Wii. The Wii has been surprisingly good, I'm going to say good with some air quotes, around each track. Maybe not like good as a YZ450F good around all these tracks, but it has given me less headaches than the R model. Why is that? Well, let's dive into it. Japan, Honda here in America decided, hey, let's do something different. Let's try to separate ourselves from the KTM and Husqvarna factory and Rockstar editions. Let's do something to the engine. So they did. They did uh, a few run, a few of these uh, of these bikes, they decided, hey, let's try to hand pour it ahead. So they did that. And then I, that that's a great feeling. That is a great marketing strategy. Now we have some engine work done to our motorcycle, unlike other models, right? So they put it into production. Now HRC, of course, when you see that little stamp on your head on your works edition, it says CRF works edition. There are engineers in Japan that hand port this head. What does that do on the track? Right away, what I felt was a broader, longer, easier to manage through the corners engine character. And for me, this is what the Honda needs. I wish the R was set up this way. It's impressive how much rear wheel traction I have on a Honda Serie 450. And kind of like a KTM Power, it's deceiving. And I mentioned that in my modified XPR CRF450R podcast that it's very long and linear and smooth and it's deceiving how much traction you have and how fast you get from point A to point B. Now, this works edition isn't as fast as my modified XPR Honda, but it's as smooth, if not smoother, than my modified Honda, and I like that. It calms the chassis down. I get more traction. I can roll my corners better. I enjoy that feeling, and I think most of riders, even top guys, like that long, easy-to-ride feel because there's no sense of having a fast-ass 
motorcycle like the R when you can't control it. Over the course of the three years that this new generation Honda has been around, the ECU settings have progressively got better and better and better. But to me, maybe still too aggressive at times when you have not a lot of traction. You East Coast guys, man, the Honda probably works amazing for you in that soft, tacky, ruddy dirt because you can hop in, hop out. It's really deep. You need some of that pop, that engine low RPM response to get you out of those corners. Well, for the most part, I feel like we can't ride that way for 20 to 30 minutes. There's just no way. Our Us average dudes, you know, we try to train, we do these things, but we're simply not strong enough to hang on to that type of power for a long time. Now, if you're doing two laps and hanging out with your homies, oh, great, good for you, man. But I want to actually ride a dirt bike for a, a period of time. So if that's 20 minutes, 30 minutes, push myself, moto, hit the right lines, try to perfect the track, I want a longer, smoother roll-on power. This is what the Works Edition comes with. The price tag, the $2,600 extra, for me, is almost, I'm going to say almost, worth it with just the ported head on the Wii because of the power delivery. If you wanted to get your power that way on your R, you'd have to go buy a Vortex ECU. So you're looking about $1,000 right there. Now let's paint this picture. I need a muffler to go with that ECU on my Honda. There's another grand, $1,300. bucks. you are already up to the Wii standard of $2,600 extra. Right there, a Vortex and a muffler, boom, you already got a Wii. Now, which is better in, in my eyes? To me, if I was going to choose, hey, I'm going to put a muffler and a Vortex on my R, or I'm just going to simply go buy a Wii, I would go buy a Wii because of just the nature of the engine roll-on character and how easy it is to ride. I enjoy that a lot. I went out to another track on Sunday, I'm sorry, Saturday, and rode it on a real track, not a high-des track, and was really shocked of how I compared this Honda to the Yamaha. The Yamaha is really jumpy and explosive, but to me, it's, it's, it's controlled explosiveness out of a corner. I can't really explain it on the Yamaha. It's almost like I got some connectivity and some RPM response where this Wii is, doesn't have that snap low-end RPM response, but it gets the power to the ground better than the Yamaha. If I'm coming out of a corner, and I'll, I'll paint you this picture here, there is a, a left-hander with a long rut leading to some sand rollers. So now you got some clay that has a rut, and then you all of a sudden it turns into sand, so it's tricky to try to get on top of these rollers out of this clay portion. The Honda would simply drive through that corner because it turns better than the Yamaha. And then it simply goes through these rollers in a more controlled manner because of the power delivery. I enjoy that portion of the Wii, unlike the R, where you can't, you can't do that. It's harder to control. So for me, this hand-ported head may seem like, yeah, whatever, man. But it really does help the character of this works edition a lot. I enjoy that portion. Now, for the Kashima coated parts on the suspension, what just I'm not gonna I'm not done with the engine portion of this, but I just want to cover this. I've never really been a guy like, hey, I'm gonna get my stuff coated because of performance. Maybe if you want to look cool, good. But does it really do much to the suspension? at all on the track. 
here's what it can do, and here's what I felt from the R versus the Wii. The Kashima coated, you know, suspension for me moves freer. It has a slight freer feeling, which, and to me on the track, it feels more playful. And what I mean by playful is it moves more, I can hop things more, but also it feels softer. So I simply went up on the compression in, stiffer, one to two clicks, and then I slowed the rebound down in the shock, low speed, down two clicks as well. I didn't mess with the high speed as much. I know uh, I would probably like to go stiffer on the high speed if I was going to Paula or something with bigger jumps where they get ruddy and G outs, I would want a little bit more hold up. So I'd go a quarter turn in on high speed. But for the tracks I've rode that have more of a choppy feel, corners, and, you know, I would say safe ish jumps, the high speed is just fine. So that's what I'm getting from the Kashima coated parts. Not because it just looks cool, but I'm getting a freer feeling, less stiction, a playful, a more playful suspension package versus the R where. To me, the R is a little bit, has a little bit of a firmer feel, but also a little bit of a harsher feel. It's not that drastic between the two, but that's just what I noticed initially when I hit the first bump is I can kind of kind of hop into things. It just feels more playful to me. Now, going back to the engine, I'm more of a map one kind of guy. I told you guys these ECU settings are a lot different. I had a couple guys ride this works edition. Um, for me, to my buddy Greg Loop, he just retired from the sheriff's department. He hasn't ridden in a long time. He loved the way Map 3 was for him. He's a heavier guy, around 210. He's not very good in corners, but he needs some explosiveness to get him out of the corner. So he is a lugger. He rides third gear. So again, Map 3 worked for him on that. I'm a Map 1 guy because I can carry more speed. It's smoother. It's not as jerky, and it calms the chassis down. Another guy, I had a, um, one of my local kids here that's a novice. He's 160 pounds. He was more of a Map 2 guy, and he even thought it was too aggressive for him. So for some lighter um, novice type of rider, I think this bike is simply too much machine. If you're an older guy, I think, or a faster dude, I think this is more tailor-made for you. Of course, you're going to have to have some money to be able to afford this bike because it's expensive. But I do think the ECU settings that they give you with this Works Edition really calms the chassis down and gives you a safer feeling on this bike. Because let's face it, if there's one thing about the Honda that isn't good, two things actually, is rigidity and then nervousness coming into a corner. That's one thing I notice about this Honda versus other bikes that I ride, especially the Kawasaki or the Yamaha, is when you come into a corner, there is less of a planted feel on the Honda until you get into the corner. Once you're in the corner, the bike is fucking amazing. It, it leans in, area one, two, and three in the corner. It sticks down. You can drive in. You can get on the gas early, and it stays there. Unlike a Yamaha or a Cowie, well, I wouldn't even say the Cowie is better than the Yamaha, but the Yamaha takes some effort to get in. And once it's in, it's pretty good. But you have to have some setup with the Yamaha. Where the Honda... Much easier for guys that can't corner as good because now you have a chassis that's tailor-made for side-to-side movement, sharp turns, and just the way that chassis is built, it's made for a more precise, sharp cornering um, rider. So that's what I feel like. So 
kudos to Honda and the guys over in Japan for creating an engine package that is easy to ride, man. Like, it's hard for me not to think about Roxon when I ride this thing because I'm higher up in the RPM. It pulls my 170-pound dick and ribs ass around the track, and I'm not working that hard. That's what blows my mind. I feel like I'm working less on this Honda than I am the Yamaha. I feel like I'm going faster on my Yamaha, but when I do the stopwatch test, it is virtually the same. So I'm working a little bit less on this Honda uh, versus having to work a little bit harder, but I feel safer on the Yamaha because it's planted. This is where I had to adjust some things on the Wii. I had to drop the fork leg flush. I am more of a type of rider where I would like stability versus like side-to-side handling. I need a little bit more of straight-line stability because with these 450s, you're hauling ass. Now, with this Honda chassis, I was a 107 sag. I dropped my fork down. I tried 2.5 millimeters. I was like, eh, still want a little bit more stability. I dropped it flush, all right? And when I say flush, you guys out there listening, that's the gold part of the fork, not the cap. Just the gold part of the fork. Drop that to the cap, and that is flush. So I do that. Now I'm getting more stability. It does hurt area one in the corner. That's the lean-in part, right? It does hurt that a little bit. makes it feel a little bit heavier. But to me, everywhere else on the track, I have a more of a, of a safer feel than I do with running it at the standard position at 5 millimeters. So... If you're taking the time to purchase a $12,000 motorcycle, please don't be the guy that doesn't check the sag, just goes out and rides, doesn't give a fuck about what his settings are. Look, you're spending $12,000 on a motorcycle. Take the time to really get the settings right so at least you can get comfortable and be safer on the bike. I don't know how many guys I've ran the track to in the past week. Hey, man, what's your sag? I don't know. I don't check it. What the fuck? Check the sag. Check it. Get it right. It's amazing what you'll feel. The difference on the track is is second to none, man. Like you will have a different feel. You probably can corner better. You'll get a stable a stable machine. So just really hone in on trying to get the settings. At least go onto my website, get some baseline settings and work towards that. If nothing else, it takes you 10 minutes. It'll take 10 minutes and then you're done. So uh once I dropped the fork down and had the sag set. Look, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. It's better than a Kawasaki. Of course not. It doesn't have the bump absorption of a Kawasaki. It doesn't have the bump absorption of a Yamaha. It's not as stable as a Yamaha. But if I retrain my brain and know where the points on the track where I have to squeeze with my legs and get through certain areas of the track on this Honda, I really have to pay attention to those parts on the track more. I explained this to someone that asked me the other day about this, and I'll, and I'll try to break it down for you guys here. Let's say a Yamaha is is not as good in a section uh, that has a left-hander and then a right-hander with some chop in the middle and a lot of braking bumps because of the weight feel and the cornering sensation. I really got to try harder in that area to make time up, right? That same thing goes for the Honda. There is an area from point A to point B where it's choppy, high speed. I got to get tough in those areas because I know the bike doesn't shine as well as the Yamaha. So it's a give and take for me with each bike. Do I feel better on a Yamaha? Yeah, probably because I ride it more than anything else because that's what I choose on my own time to ride. 
But for me, there is a lot of qualities in a Honda CRF 450R and the Wii that I really enjoy. There's that lean angle traction. There's the rear wheel connectivity. I just need more stability. And so when you drop that fork, it gives you a little bit better planted feel on throttle through bumps that you don't get with a 5mm height. Especially at Glen Helen, when I'm going down these hills, I want to drop my fork down and get a little bit more of a, of a longer wheelbase, I guess, so I can have a little bit of a stabler feel. This Wii, with this fork and the Kashima Cody's and the suspension package they have, if you're not riding a track, if you're on a vet track, or if you're riding a track that has a lot of faster type of terrain with not a lot of jumps, the suspension is really close to being pretty damn good. You might have to stiffen it up. For you guys out there that are 200 pounds, man, you might have to get a heavier fork spring. I would go up. I would leave the valving alone to start with to save yourself some money and some headache and just simply drop in or have someone drop in one step stiffer fork spring. Chances are probably a shock spring as well, but I think if you're on the cusp of 190 to 170, the, sh the standard shock spring is good. But if you're pushing past 200 and above, you will need a shock spring. But for sure, I feel like even with my weight, I could use one heavier step of a fork spring just to get some added holdup. I've done this with the R. It does help it. To me, with the R, I'm riding low, so I feel like harsh in the stroke. Now, I feel like I'm riding low with the Wii, but I am not getting that harsh feeling as I do with the R. So hopefully that makes sense to you guys out there. It is more of a of a of a freer feeling. It's less stiction. So I know KTM had this problem with fork seals back in the day where when I was doing R&D for them, our seals were so sticky it, it gave us a, a harsher feel. And I really tried hard to get across like, hey, man, we need to at least change the seals to get have a freer feeling to have a more comfortable suspension package. Well, they thought we need a durability in our seals. Well, when you get more durability in fork seals, you get more stiction, a.k.a. more of a harsh feeling. Honda seals are really good for of a, of a free feel. Now you're adding that Kashima coat to make it slicker, so now you're making it move more. The sensation will be softer. It'll be a little bit more plush, but also it might get soft for you heavy guys. So just know that. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt, but this is commercial time. Please take the time to listen to these advertisers. Save some money. Help support this show. And everything will go smoothly. Thank you guys. All-American Chevrolet in Killeen, Texas is a proud supporter of Keeper Inc. and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Mention Keeper Inc. and get 50% off your next oil change and a front end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. Visit us online anytime at ChevyColleen.com. That's All-American Chevrolet of Killeen. Chevy, find new roads. FMF, fast mother, bleep, nah, Flying Machine Factory, that's what it stands for, go to fmfracing.com, you got a four-stroke, two-stroke, they've got what you need, trust me, older two-stroke pipes and silencers, they have it, they still make them, you got a newer four-stroke, you want some extra horsepower, they got that too, but most importantly, if you guys want to look cool at the track, maybe you want to make your chick look cool. You want to wear a cool hat, or you're a two-stroke guy, and you want a shirt that says mixing gas and hauling ass. 
go to fmfracing.com. They got a whole merch section. Trust me, it's real. There's a lot of stuff over there. It looks pretty cool. So Kiefer Inc. 19 saved you some money on the merch. I suggest you go do it. I have a two-stroke shirt, and I don't wear freaking two-stroke shirts. That's how cool this thing is. So go to fmfracing.com. Save yourself some money. And, of course, you have any problems, you have any concerns, hit me up, chris at kieferinktesting.com, and hopefully I can guide you in the right direction on FMF products. I know a lot about them, so trust me. They're good, quality built. There's even a guy back in the dining room you probably never heard of. His name is George. He is a wizard. He is the one just grinding away, doing all of the dyno testing, handing the, the stuff off to me at times to test. He's a smart dude. FMFRacing.com. Go visit the site. It's a cool site. Go get some merch. Save yourself some money with Kiefer Inc. Thank you, guys. Just because you're older, guys, doesn't mean you should stop racing. Look, I'm 43 years old. I love racing. I love it. So there is a club, Old Timers MX. More importantly, Oregon Old Timers MX. There are some races happening that are fun. You get long motos, and you get to hang out with your buddies and go home happy. Your wife will be happy because you'll be happy. So do it. Arizona Canyon MX Park, February 29th through March 1st. And then we got another one coming up, SoCal Glen Helen. Oh, man, you know I'll be there. April 18th to the 19th. The whole schedule is up on OregonOldTimers.com. They go to Nevada. They go to Montana. They go to Washington. Even British Columbia. Even Hangtown. Go check them out, OregonOldTimers.com. And if you guys end up going to these races, the first five guys that sign up and list Kiefering Testing as a sponsor... Show me the proof on my email. I will reimburse your entry fee. The first five guys. That's right. That's how committed I am for you guys out there to go race. Don't be this old dude that sits at home and doesn't want to go ride, doesn't go race. Go do it. OregonOldTimers.com. Canyon's coming up. Arizona and Glen Helen. I will see you guys at Glen Helen. First five guys. Show me proof. Chris at KeeferInkTesting.com. I'll reimburse your entry forms. Crazy. Have you guys checked out bloodlubricants.com? If you haven't, bludlubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils, Blood Power Sport Series, the Blood Racing Pro Series, and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils in our test bike. Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sport Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain, and uh, it runs a little cooler than production oils, and uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check the legitimacy of this stuff because um, I didn't want no crap involved in keyframe testing. Um, honestly, tried it. Was very surprised about the oil. Did some temperature readings. It was little over 30 degrees cooler in my YZ450F compared to some other oils I've been running. So the stuff is good. They sponsor over 250 racers from Enduro, Enduro Cross, Hair Scrambles, UTVs, Supercross now. They got some Supercross guys. So go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Use the discount code Kiefer and get some percentage off your oils. They'll ship them to you. Probably get a hat or two. You know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. ScreenPrintingDone.com You guys looking to make up some shirts, hoodies, or hats with a logo on it? Or maybe you want a logo made up for your business and you want to transfer that over to some t-shirts? 
Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. Neil over there is a writer. He owns the company. He is a rad human being, and he is here to hook you guys up. Order 12 shirts and get 10 for free. They have all different kinds of shirts, hoodies, hats, different fabrics, all different kinds of stuff. Go hit them up, ScreenPrintingDone.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you and get 10 free shirts. Be sure to say Kiefer. That's right, Kiefer and ScreenPrintingDone.com. Go check them out. Thanks, Neil. FirepowerParts.com. Excellent batteries, longer life. They're great batteries. I have them in all my test bikes. And, hey, they make chains, very good chains. My chain on my YZ450F is about 12 hours deep, still good. And, of course, they have oil, too. Firepowerparts.com. They keep adding new products to their line. So go check out the website. It's very cool, firepowerparts.com. Hey, you guys looking to get a KTM? You want to get the best price on one? Carson City Motorsports is Northern Nevada's largest KTM and Husqvarna dealership. That's right, Husqvarna's as well. They have the largest KTM and Husqvarna inventory around with their new 10,000-square-foot vehicle showroom, making it easy to find whatever you are looking for. Head over to Carson City Motorsports. It's the only Northern Nevada Arctic Cat dealership as well. And, of course, mention my name and get a special deal on either a KTM, Arctic Cat, or a Husqvarna. Hit me up over at Chris at KieferIncTesting.com, and I'll get you in touch with the guys over at Carson City Motorsports and get you down the road with a new motorcycle. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to ProTaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars. You don't want a crossbar. Pro Taper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The race cut grips. Come on. I am an SX Race Evo and Fusion guy. So go check them out. ProTaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to KieferInkTesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. Keyfring testing, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? ProTaper. ProTaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or... Maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. If you guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keeferinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720 212 Four six eight five Plum Creek Funding. Zach Morris, hit him up. Great job, people. Thank you for listening to these commercials. You get a badge of honor. That's right. Hit me up, Chris at KieferInkTesting If you have any questions about these fine people in the advertisements, and hopefully you guys can save some money. Thanks for listening. Are there things out there that uh, when I go back to back on the R to the Wii, is anything that the R does better? 
For me, no. Uh, on the we side, I feel like everything is a positive, uh, more of a of a of a comfort feel for me with the we versus the R, and that gives me the sensation of trying to go faster, harder, and then also straight up, it makes me want to ride the bike more. I look at the R, and I'm like, oh, I don't really feel like going. I don't want to ride it because I know it's going to beat my ass up when I go these rough tracks. If I go to a track that's smooth and has a lot of corners, dude, the Honda, I'm like, wow, this Honda's amazing. It's it's great. But now with the Wii, I'm not as scared to go to some of these rougher tracks because I still feel like I have a little bit more comfort and I can get through the day with pushing a little bit versus the R. So for me, guys out there, you guys are wondering, hey, man, is it is the money worth it? Look. Here's how I break it down, I, and I kind of said this in the Racer X Films video, is if you have $10,000, you're going to spend on a new bike. And here's my, it's my thought process. Maybe I could be wrong, but what's an extra $2,000 uh, to spend on a bike that, for me, is a safer, uh, I can push harder, I can do more things with this Wii than I can with the R? The R is a great bike, but it's a little bit more finicky. The Wii is still finicky, but not as bad with track toughness because simply is because of the ECU settings and that ported head. It calms the chassis down. I said this over and over again on the modified Honda podcast. You can do a lot of things with ECU settings simply because you're changing the engine character and that changes how the frame flexes. So... Let's paint this picture for you guys listening. The CRF250R, the new one, CRF450R, they share the same frames. You do not get any of those you know, nervous sensation um, when you're riding fast on a track on the 250R when you ride the 450R. It's the same frame because now you're dealing with more, a little bit of heavier bike, more power. The frame's doing different things and could cause you more problems in the 250. Now you're calming that power down on that 450, and now your frame doesn't feel as rigid. It doesn't feel as finicky. You can push harder. So there is a lot to be said with the proper headwork and ECU settings. And that's what's cool about this works edition is Honda did that to not only gain you more power. Because, of course, they're going to try to sell you, hey, more power, right? And that's intriguing to us. But there's no point in having more power if you can't control it. If you simply can't control your power... You're not going to be able to ride the bike long, and you're going to have you're going to be unhappy. I don't know how many guys have hit me up and said, "Hey, man, I love my Honda, but when it gets rough, I'm out. I'm switching bikes." Well, if you have a Wii, chances are of maybe that feeling that you're experiencing out there will not happen. So there is some some pluses out there to think about when you're spending twenty six hundred dollars more on a motorcycle, or you're trying to convince your wife. Why you're spending twelve thousand dollars on a motorcycle? That's another whole another podcast in itself. But there are the ECU settings and the ported head that do help this bike. Now, if you guys are out there saying, "Hey, uh, I just want to—I can get a bike for eighty-five hundred bucks, and I don't need all that stuff," then yeah, you don't worry about it. Get the R. You ride once a month, and you're you're okay. You're okay with a little bit of a rigid feel. You're a heavier dude. By all means, stick with the R. The R is a fun bike to ride. It's explosive. It has power. It turns great. Even though on paper, this Honda, these Hondas, the Wii and the R, are heavier, like 248 pounds full. 
of gas and oil and all that. It doesn't feel like that. I've told, I said this on the Racer X um, video is this bike, this Honda feels lighter than the KTM or Husky, especially in corners. You can feel the lightness of the KTM, the Husqvarna when you are on hard pack trying to get in a shallow rut. That's where you feel the side to side really light feel of those two bikes. But I'm telling you guys, when you ride a Honda, it feels like it's super lightweight. It doesn't feel like a 248-pound motorcycle until you try to put it on the stand. That's where I notice it the most, man. When I put a KTM or Husky on a stand, I'm like, this fucking thing is light. You put a Honda on the stand, you're like, holy shit, it's heavy. Then you ride it, you're like, man, it's playful, it's poppy, RPM response is nice, side-to-side movement, like, I have, a, I have front-end traction. It feels light on the track, so... If you want a lightweight feeling motorcycle, Honda is probably the best at that feeling on the track. Another thing I want to tell you guys too before we get off on this podcast is when I get on a Honda from any other bike, I always feel like my ass end's high and my front end is down and my front end is in. It's almost like my front wheel is super close to me. It's a hard sensation to get used to, right? I've tried 24 millimeter offsets. It helps a little bit, but it actually hurts cornering. So for me, I stick with the 22 offset right now that I've kind of played with. And again, I drop the fork down flush. That helps that forward in feel of that front wheel, man. Because when you ride other bikes long enough, especially you ride a Cowie, it feels long. You ride the Yamaha, it feels stable. And then you get on the Honda, you're like, holy shit, this front tire is way in, way in front of me. It's like right there. So... Dropping those forks does help, but that's a sensation that I get on the Honda. So make sure 107, 108 millimeters of sag, drop that fork flush, kind of stretch that bike out, get it lower in the rear, and then make that front end a little bit taller feeling, and that will kind of help your stability around the track that that at least I notice when I go back-to-back on these motorcycles. So to me, overall, Honda did a great job on this bike. And I'm going to ride it a little bit more. Hopefully they let me have it for a little bit longer. And uh, I can put a little bit more time on it. And see if those are modification, torque specs, things that we do that you're familiar with on this podcast will work even better on this Wii because we have a different head and ECU settings, right? How many times we said that in this fucking podcast? A lot. So for those of you guys looking at a Honda and maybe you have $10,000 to spend, Really take a hard look at the the Works Edition, guys. It's it's a fun machine. It's it's a beautiful <laughs> it's a beautiful machine, man. It's a redhead that I would love to date, honestly, straight up. It's uh when I when I went and pulled in and I got it, I was like, wow, this is great. Even my kid, which is very hard to please, he's like, wow, this is a great looking bike. So my fourteen year old thought it was cool, which is very tough to do these days, right? Try to be cool around your kids. Well, I was cool for a little bit with this Honda in the back of my Ridgeline. What's up? Ridgeline, stop it. It's a good truck. If you guys are talking shit, it's a good truck. Yes, it's a truck. I don't care what you guys say. Or you can call it a crunk, part car, part truck. But nonetheless, it fit a works edition in the back. So no hate comms on that. All right, well, I'm going to put more time on this sucker today. Actually, I'm getting ready to go to Carson Mumford's, Christian Craig. Cameron McAdoo is up here. They're hiding out. They're quarantining themselves near a track up in the high desk. So we're going to go ride a little bit. Put some more time on this thing, 
and see uh, what we can come up with and get some more settings out for you guys. Of course, if you guys have any questions about this bike or others, chris at keyforinktesting.com. I will do my best to try to get back to you. Life is pretty much the same for me going off of this coronavirus deal here. Like, I'm not really venturing out anyway in my real life. So I'm pretty much uh, here in the studio typing, talking, or riding dirt bikes. So now that I can't ride dirt bikes at a track, I just go ride it in my backyard. I'm not bothering anybody, and I do my work. So hopefully we'll keep these tests flowing to you over on keyforinktesting.com. Of course, we do stuff over at pulpmx.com and racerxonline.com. Trying to spread my wings over here and give you guys more information on several, several outlets, right? So if you guys are old school and want to read, of course, we got that. You're new school, you want a podcast, we got that. And you want a video, you're really on the edge. Gen Z, what's up? Racerxonline.com, we have that as well. All right, guys, so thank you guys for joining me. Please support the advertisers that support this show it helps us out a lot. None of these guys on this podcast is bullshit. These are all companies or products that I would use myself if this thing didn't exist. I still pay for stuff. I still buy my own stuff. Hell, some of these tests that you see on my website, I went out and purchased myself because I don't want to bother anybody. I want to be up someone's ass about getting free shit. I'll just go buy it myself, test it, and we will uh, simply give you the information here. So spread the word. Tell them to go to keyforinktesting.com. Listen to the Kiefer Tested podcast. And again, hopefully I will see you guys at the track. Be good to each other. Stay low out there. Stay away from people. Try not to get sick. And we'll resume normal programming here shortly. Get back to racing. And uh, we'll all get back to hanging out at the track and riding. So that's what we look forward to doing, right? So, all right, guys. Stay safe. See you guys in the next one.